Happy Father's Day to all your dads and grandfathers out there. Don't rush the dads. So let's find out what some of their honorable mentions are, and really, as a special occasion, their four favorite TV dads. Hope you have fun, and let's hear what they have to say, along with some more parent dad jokes. Hello, we are J&J. He's Justin. He is JCD, or Jared. Yes, those are my initials. We are two leash dads that get together to discuss our everyday lives while chained to our everyday responsibilities. And tonight, we are ranking our top four TV dads of all time, or at least of the shows that we watched. <laughs> yeah, sir. sadly enough, I had to brush up on my... TV dads, actually. So, oh, nice. Okay. Prepping made it, you know, prepping tonight was a little different. <laughs> I actually took a full sheet of notes, believe it or not, which is rare for me, but I, this is a topic that I was pretty interested in, in covering. So, because I, I love my TV and sitcoms. So, I know. That's, I mean, that's one of the reasons I had to brush up is because there have been so many different sitcoms or TV shows I've watched. Uh, but some of them I go back and go, I haven't watched these or who are these or how many episodes have I really invested in? But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a good time. So, uh, I think this episode, it's the, we're going to call it the Mount Rushmore of dads, TV dads, more or less, uh, kind of give you a perspective here really about our opinions on why we put them where where they're at on our list um what it may be about how they are going about in their parenting lives uh and maybe something we as parents or future parents can take away from these tv dads so yeah it really is just who who's the ultimate of dadhood of fatherhood who are the ultimate four players of the fatherhood game in modern culture and modern maybe be a strong stretch, but I was in the last 50 years, how about that? That, uh, you know, that's fair. That's definitely yeah. fair. So, all right, well, let's talk about this first as we always do our weekly recap. Weekly recaps. Here we go. So, um, my Thursday through I guess Saturday, it's kind of bland. Uh, kids are getting out and about still. Uh, the weather was kind of nice, so we played outside. Um, or they've been going to parks and whatnot with uh, Sam. Uh, and just kind of also chilled out. Uh, Sunday, I ended up going down to Chicago to this store called Micro Center, where I spent some money on uh, computer parts so i'm working on building a new computer new gaming computer here uh it is not I why am, chicago because that's where the micro that's the micro center closest to us so it's it's a computer store um that's and we wanted to go visit it and see it uh so a friend and i or a couple of friends of mine and i went down uh 
spent three hours, you know, three hours driving basically down to Chicago and then spent some time down there going through the store, buying some parts. Um, I would show you my computer, but it's kind of wrapped up right now um, for keeping it away or out of hair basically or cat hair getting into it while it's not being used um let's see here what else uh it's work important. is still bland uh not a whole lot of things going on there um let's see here i'll be honest guys i've hit a s mental snag or a snag in my mental uh at least these past few days it's never fun uh no i think it has mental snags are never fun at all no i think it has to do with the reality that uh Sam's time is coming up. <laughs> She's going back to work soon. So it's going to be a change. Uh, I think I guess I'm trying to mentally prepare for that change here where she might be gone throughout the nights. Uh, and I'm going to be the one having to. It's not a I guess not a big deal, but it's just been six it, it's months. It's still a change. It, it, it is a change, but it's been six months with her at home versus when she usually took off. And it was only a few months and then back at it where now it's we've had way too much of an adjustment period. So six months versus three months or whatever the standard uh, maternity leave is. Um, so that I think that kind of hits it uh, again. The kids are enjoying summer, though, where uh, they're definitely wanting to play outside, which actually makes me very happy uh, that they want to play outside rather than maybe sit on their butts. Now, we do have a rule of thumb, though in our household where while dad is working basically. So when mom goes back to work uh, and dad is working, the kids will not be outside um, unless they want to play in the backyard. Just, just for safety purposes. Right. Right. It's not like we don't want them to be outside. We just don't want them to be in the front yard where there's not enough supervision. There's no, it's, you know, open um, versus an enclosed space. Um, but, uh yeah so that's that um kind of steal some thunder here a little bit uh father's day is coming up right this sunday well let's say i'm going back to work on father's day happy father's day justin um i have ba basically right now i think i have no plans as of yet so you know happy fa happy early father's day to everybody actually this will be airing on father's day uh, <laughs> or being released on father's day so Happy Father's Day to everybody there or here that listens to the podcast, if you're a father or not. Um, happy, maybe, you know, just, yeah, happy Father's Day. Happy Grandfather's Day. Happy. Indeed. So that's that's my week in a nutshell. Jared, take it away, my friend. Yeah, I not a lot going on. Uh, there's a, just, like I said last week, just the bog down continues uh, for a while there. It just seemed like I was out of the, what's the hell? What's the word now? Burnout. It's, it seemed like the burnout was gone. I was on a great path of self-improvement and, and positive thinking. And then the last two or three weeks have just been just shit. So it's been a, a roller coaster with my state of mind. And I guess from all the posts and books that I've read, that's, perfectly normal so uh it's just frustrating because i want to be on top all the fucking time you know <laughs> but i can't 
Uh, yeah, but it's it's got a lot to do with, you know, not a solid night's sleep ever. Uh, there's been one or two nights where I've had a chance, but as new or old parents may know, if your child is, if you're used to your child waking up at night, right, and they don't wake up, what does your brain do? You know? <laughs> you freak out a okay. little bit. <laughs> I hope they're breathing, uh, but I really shouldn't worry about that. They're three and five years old. They're, they're fine. Uh, yeah. But it's it's just nervous, nerves and, you know, the I old st- way of thinking when they were babies. I still do it with my little, with my children. Yeah. And like, I still so do it with know. my five and four-year-old, and it's just nerve-wracking when yep. you don't necessarily hear them. Like, you can sometimes hear them breathing. Uh like, let's say, for example, when they take naps, I get concerned when I don't hear them breathing. But then I look at their chest yeah. and I see it going up and down. So I'm like, okay, good. And then I still just keep an eye on them for like two sec- two minutes and be like, just to make sure I'm not going crazy. And I see the chest going up and down still. So I'm right. like, okay, good. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, there's just, I think there's just too much going on right now in my life. Uh, and I can't really get into it for confidential reasons. Uh, so we'll just leave it at that. I will divulge in the future if it goes the right way. So, uh, you know, we're still trying to move, but like I said, there are reasons that I can't mention, uh, that, uh, are personal and private. So yeah, as Justin said, Father's Day weekend's coming up, looking for plans, finally made one last night. Eleanor has been asking to go to a zoo so you know what? I have not been to the Milwaukee Zoo in a long time. And I love the Milwaukee Zoo. I, mean, I did when I was a kid. <laughs> and I love the train. I love the penguins, the polar bears. So uh, those that's my favorite Milwaukee Zoo animals. <laughs> Just remember you're But she really it. wants to see zebras. There you uh, go. So I got a text this morning from my dad. Hey, we got any plans this weekend? Uh, I, sure, you want to come to the zoo? <laughs> So they're making a yes. day out of it, huh? Right, right. I told that we got to get there right as they open in the morning, so we can have, you know, a decent time without any crowds of people. But you know, we'll see. We'll see if we'll do a cookout or anything afterwards. I don't know. I wanted to do house projects because uh, Natalie. Well, what do you want to do this weekend? I'm like, well, there's a lot of projects that need to get done around the house, and if you know, we're home doing them. Finally, we have the chance. Why not? But the zoo is is more fun. I can spend time with the family that way instead of worried about painting. Painting's the next big project. Mm. Uh, painting the kitchen. So <laughs> good luck. That's gonna be a blast. Now I, I, yeah, I hate painting, but it needs to get done. Yeah. So, and next, proud daddy moments. Justin, what do you got going on? Uh, proud daddy moments. Are you yes. a proud daddy? <laughs> well, I mean, I can be. Who would you like to be a proud daddy? <laughs> Anyways, proud daddy moments or for those again, proud moments that you are very, very proud of or uh, made you, I guess, somewhat more emotional than usual uh, in a happy, gleeful way. Uh I guess this week, um, I'm really, I'm still proud of my son, Nico, uh, for multiple reasons, but really he's kind of shifted gears when it comes to drinking, uh, for the longest time, 
We've had them drinking out of water bottles. I don't know where the hell they've gone in the house. They're go- something happened to them. You'll uh, find them when you move furniture. Yeah, probably. That's the sad thing. Who knows? But and he's been doing a very good job of drinking out of just regular cups. I mean, granted, they are like kid-sized cups. Or like a standard, you know, maybe still. plastic cup. But he's, do- he's doing a very good job. And it, I think it helps the fact that we've reinforced, even when he was on his in the water bottle stages, um, in which we need to find those. Because when he goes to school, you're allowed to bring a water bottle. Um, but we've reinforced, all right, when you're not drinking it, put it in a cup holder or put it on the table, wherever, right? Rather than letting it sit on the couch or something where you can knock it over and start spilling. Um, so he's... He's done very, very well with those regular kid cups. Um, now, another thing I'm very f- proud of right now is when the kids come are home from, during summer, this is a big thing, uh, working from home for all of you, having that kind of like private workspace. My ch- I've, I've recently left my gate open because, as you can tell, my kitties that are playing right now in the corner... Um, they are getting kind of old uh, where they're not, they don't necessarily like to jump the gate anymore or struggle to jump over the gate. Uh, Cause usually I do lock the gate up, but um, recently for them, but since they've loved hanging upstairs, hiding behind our couch, uh, what their stuff is down here. But needless to say, uh, I'm very proud. My kids seldomly come down here because they know I'm working. Uh, so they're very, very That's respectful good. at that point. Which is really, you know, that's just another proud moment knowing that I don't have to keep correcting them and telling them to go upstairs. Unless they really need something, that's when they basically come downstairs. Like, they have a question that they need to ask me. Um, So, you know, I respect that. I respect that they respect. I'm just very happy that they respect and know that daddy is working. Um, And sometimes they'll come down and ask me that silly question of, are you working or are you not? Are you done working? It's like... No, I'm still going, <laughs> but it, it's just those, those small things definitely make me a, a proud daddy. That's good. How about you? What are some of your proud daddy moments or moment? We were house sitting my parents' house in Elkhart Lake this weekend, and I needed to go back home to pick up a package and it was just Eleanor and I good daddy daughter time and uh I had the music box downtown set aside an album for me and I really wanted to go pick it up so I didn't look like a jerk telling him to reserve something that was for sale and it just sat behind the desk you know so I went and got it and I Eleanor got her first cd she got a Taylor Swift cd and she loves Taylor Swift, so very, very proud of that. That's her that first one. one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's great. And then uh, Cora is talking about using the toilet more. Not actually doing it, but talking about it, which I think is the first step. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, daddy-daughter time uh, while house-sitting, uh, we got my old racetracks, old Hot Wheels racetracks <laughs> out of the back <laughs> of the basement. And we were, uh, we were building them, and... I even found the old uh, slot car tracks with, uh, you know, nice. the electric ones. They didn't work. Uh, yeah. Nope. <laughs> apparently, I read the 
the troubleshooting manual and it said if it sits for a long time it oxidizes and the hmm. connections kind of just go flat uh-huh and you'd have to sand it and i was like no <laughs> i'm not doing all that <laughs> yeah so uh but, uh she was really into it which was a very proud daddy moment for me um another small thing is they're starting to recognize their good behavior uh for example cora today came in the house all proud that eleanor shared a toy with her and i heard that downstairs as i was working she told uh she told ma or her mom oh that was so nice they're recognizing that sharing, sharing is caring, is caring. <laughs> <laughs> i love it yeah I love so it. that was proud daddy moments yeah just this i mean small things that your kids yep. do or something yeah i love it it's a good time it makes me happy All when right. my kids like to take care of their little sister my boys like to take or hug their little sister be around her it's not like they're like oh my gosh they actually adore her i think they're going to be very think... protective of her when they when she gets older and they get older so do you think they're going to stay that same attitude when she starts crawling around and taking their stuff <laughs> yes in in a degree i mean they i think i think they will or just they'll get reminded, hey, she's you know, whatever you don't want her touching, you might might want to put it away. So kind of again, make or providing them a incentive to clean up after themselves. <laughs> so I, I still yeah, think they'll good. I still think they'll be good with her when she's more mobile uh, and whatnot. But yeah. All right. So Let's you ready get to get into down? It. You want to talk more dads? The Mount Rushmore yes. of dads? Yes. So with my ranking, I did not do like this person would be good for Tom or for uh, George Washington's spot because this does. Okay. I well, just that's, did. That's a little crazy. No, I didn't do that. No. And I'm... So you didn't either, which is good. Okay. No, I'm not going to say, okay, here's Abraham Lincoln's spot. No. Right. Okay, I'm good. Not, good. I'm not going to take the time to do that because that's not really. We're just calling it the Mount Rushmore of dads because these are the four people that we would see on the face that, you know, if we built Mount Rushmore on a dad's spectrum, these are the four I would have on my Mount Rushmore, not in any particular order. I mean, I do have them one through four, but it's not like, all right, well, here's, you know, number one, because that's number one or here's Same. number two, but yep. it's just like a, however they put them on the order, whatever. I don't care if. But, um, do you want to start from the bottom or, I mean, do you just want to go in any one, two, three, four, order, so. or four, three, two, one, um, or do we want to just do fourth? We can do fourth through four, start with four and do one okay. and then go to one. Uh, or do we want to talk about maybe some runner ups first? Let's do runner ups first. That's a good idea. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, we guys, we planned this out before the episode. We're just we're just putting you guys on, you know. This is <laughs> it's all this it is was totally all just a joke. We just yeah. we just want you to understand that uh, runner ups yep. are always going to be the first things that come first. Yep. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh god! All right, so let's talk about some runner ups here. Um, I've got you know honestly, I only have like two runner ups that I could come up with at the time. I got uh, three. 
It's okay, fine. So I mean, it's not it's not a bad list by any means. But yeah. My my runner up was based on the shows that I could remember at you know while going through this and prepping here tonight. Um. I would say or uh. Are from. God, now I'm spacing on the TV show. Shame on me. Everybody loves Raymond. Ray Romano. Really? Ray's a runner-up. Okay. Yeah, he's a runner-up for me. Uh, just because I... I think I I make a connection with him in a sense. I don't want to say I was necessarily, uh, you know, always protected or overprotected, having an overbearing mother and everything like that, where he's got that still. His mom and dad live very close. Uh, I think it diminishes the meaning of being a parent when they're always there kind of breathing yeah. down your neck, um, almost telling you how to raise your own children, uh, therefore causing him to, you know, again, this is from what you see in the whole plot of the sitcom anyways, is that he is a lazy father, uh, it, but he's still a good father by all means. I, I just honestly yeah. feel that he's got his strengths where he, uh, he knows when to escape. Uh, I think that's also a weakness, though. Is <laughs> he know he escapes probably way too much because he doesn't want to do too much in a, in parenting side of things. Right. Uh, He's openly admitted that he does not want to be there all the time. Yeah. Yep. I think yeah. that's kind of a weakness or an opportunity for him to improve yep. on. Uh, but his strength, you know, he's still able to work with his spouse. Um, when he is it, when he is there, they still have, I would say, great communication at that point too. Um, for diving mostly led in. by Deborah, yeah. <laughs> yep, all it's always led by Deborah. Yeah, <laughs> or mostly you're right. Um, but then again, she's always the one that's kind of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, she has to be because who else would be besides his parents? Uh, that's true, and you don't want his parents raising their kids because that's not. I mean, they're not their kids. They're their grandkids. So, right. But it's still, it's still funny. So, and then obviously, I think there's still some very good life lessons that uh, they all learn or that he learns as a father and, a you know, as a kid still or like a child to his parents. Um, there's just some great life lessons along in the show itself. So that's why he's kind of on my runner up list there. Yeah, and that's that's really funny that you you have him as a runner up. Uh, Natalie and I talked about this in depth before we got on tonight, and uh, you know, as as I may have mentioned it before, but Natalie and I watch a sitcom, uh, the entire series uh, every night before we go to bed. Well, no, that that didn't come out right. We watch an episode or two of a series, and we just do it like a marathon until uh-huh. it's done. So nice. right now we're in everybody's love of everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> and so I have a lot of fresh, you know, ideas in my head that, yeah, he, he is a good dad. He's not some sort of gigantic asshole or he beats on him or mm-hmm. just ignores the hell out of him. Cause he doesn't, he does pay them attention when it's convenient for him and he wants to pay them attention but at the same time, he doesn't grow as a person throughout the series. 
In fact, if you watch it the entire way through, he gets stupider. The writers make him stupider. They really as do. As the series goes on. They really do. And it, it's kind of annoying because they touch on the same like problems more than once. Actually, like I... his same attitude problems more than once. And a and a person who pays attention and cares about his family would hopefully grow. Yeah. You know, I think that I think it was the writer's problem, though. But that's diving in a completely different direction at that point. So I agree. Remember, we're here to talk about R Mount Rushmore of dads. Not OK. Yes. So you're not Mount Rushmore of terrible writing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. All right. Um, I'll, I'll hit my other. I'll hit my other runner up here just to kind of get that out of the way here. Uh, you know, it's Mr. Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother. Interesting. There's as much as yeah. it's not really a show about a dad being a parent and right. more or less talking about how he's going about meeting the kids' mothers. Uh, I think throughout the time he does learn his lessons and starts understanding what it might be like because of his friend, um, you know, Jason Seagal uh, being Marshall, Marshall and them having a child or him, you know, Marshall and Lily having a child um, and being kind of like that uncle figure, godfather, if I recall. Yeah. Um, still being in the, in a picture like that and how, as much as you've got your group of friends, it almost feels like sometimes he was that father figure in a sense to some people there. Um, oh, for sure. But they were always kind of just there <laughs> together and still able to collaborate uh, and work together in a, in a way they needed to. So um, it was, you know, that's just kind of why he's on the runner runners up there. Uh, you don't really see much of a parent development with him. Uh but he's still got his strengths of being able to tell stories. I think he had a very good job, like paying job that gets him through to help his kids. And they're still living fairly well off. Uh, yeah. From what you I can assume see. he's an architect and when the kids are, when they're, when he's telling the kids the story. Yeah. Or he's doing, he has, he had his job. Yeah. Yeah. So no, he, and he's got good moral values as well. He's, you know, he he's, he's he sticks to his values throughout the series pretty well. He really does. Yeah, that's I guess I failed to talk about that, but definitely he's got he's got a good head on his shoulders uh, mm -hmm. compared to, you know, Barney. <laughs> right. But and you could definitely God, see he goes after those what he wants. Shine. Right. Yeah, he he's very determined. And I, lo I love that show because there's a lot of good characters in it and even barney learns throughout mm -hmm. the series as well and i like how again i don't want to get into the writers but i i like how they made the characters very well rounded and without a lot of plot holes as well except that damn pineapple story that we still don't know what it is <laughs> but yeah, um, never know <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't agree. I will never agree with the way the show ended. But again, it's not about the show. It's about Ted Mosby and, and his yep. his fatherhood. So, yeah, I th that's a good runner up for sure. All right, for sure. Let's hear it. I want to hear your runner ups now. <sighs> Bill Cosby is a runner up. 
Uh, he was in contention for the top four because of the Cosby TV show not has anything to do with his personal life. Uh, I've always been a strong believer in respecting the person's artistic work and not their personal life. I.e., I'm a Marilyn Manson fan. I don't agree with his personal life, but I do enjoy his music. So, Bill Cosby, I grew up when there was nothing else on TV. When I was home from school in the summer, nothing else was on. I watched the Cosby Show, Channel Mm -hmm. 18. It was always on, I thought. And, you know, he had very good moral values. He... He treated every one of those kids almost the same, and he was a strong. He was a very good influence to his kids. Yeah, and he was a good husband. And I just, he, you know, and even in modern culture at that time, he was considered this iconic dad. Uh, but he dropped off because I found somebody much better. Okay. Yeah, I, I would say I don't have much to or much input on this because it's been so long. Um, that I really don't remember much of the Cosby show, but I do agree that he, from obviously again, keeping personal stuff out, right. Uh, all, all TV shows related. Uh, I think he still did a very, very good job of, right. You know, remaining, uh, determined to make sure his kids have a good head on their shoulders uh, treating them all equally, so it's not like you ground. You know, for example, you ground one, you don't ground the others for the same issue. You know, right? Everybody got treated. The, the, all his kids got treated the same. Um, so, I would, I would definitely, you know, agree. Based on what I have on my list as well, <laughs> he would probably have fallen under a runner-up. Yeah. Uh, next is Frank Barone. Uh. <laughs> yeah fuck that guy I know and he's such an <laughs> asshole curmudgeon old man uh, but at the end of the day it's he really cares about Ray and Robert I don't know and I don't know if he really cares about Ray all too much <laughs> I know I mean, but some of those ep- it's it's some of the episodes that I see. He he is like you said that old man. He's just kind of like fuck it. I'm done with my. You know I've done everything I could. Right. I mean, I am in a disagreement with him and his. You know, with the whole spousal thing too. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's almost like these the two have should have been divorced. <laughs> right. Even though it's just their way of communicating at that point too, in their right. in their age, I'm sure that's really what it comes down to is, what uh, <laughs> or you didn't do this? <laughs> yeah, I get yeah. it. I I'm in agreement that he's a runner up. Uh, he definitely does to me would not deserve a top spot at all. Um, <laughs> I just think he doesn't care. I. I think he plays a little game of favoritism between the kids. Yeah. Well, so does Marie, so. Yeah. I mean, you got an overbearing mother who protects Ray. The Yeah, he was the eldest. No, yeah, Ray's the youngest. Oh, yeah, Ray's Robert's the youngest. Robert's the oldest. Yeah, see, I can never keep those two straight. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was always that way, too. 
over overbearing on the young or overprotective of the younger one. So, but yeah, the more and continuing down, yeah, continuing down the sliding scale, uh, Hank Hill is the next one. Hank is Hill. the final runner up. I am not familiar with Hank Hill at all. Uh, King of the Hill. Uh, that's why. Okay. Never got into King of the Hill. Uh, I'm watching episodes here and there. Uh, he's got good moral character, good moral values. Uh, he's a little bit too stuck in his ways, a little bit too judgmental of his of his son. Uh, almost to a fault where he almost makes fun of him in his own way, but tries to correct his son being who his son wants to be, which is not always greatest, but he's on the list because he's got good moral values. He sticks to them and he's, you know, not violent or, uh, you know, abusive or any way. Right. Okay. And he, he sets a good example for his son, Bobby, that, he has a good, solid career. He's passionate about his career. He sells propane and propane accessories. And will do that till he dies. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, that, that's my runner-up list. You should you should check it out. It's a, it's a decent show. I've got plenty of shows to watch, although I'm still a little yeah. pissed off at Netflix. You know, it's on Hulu, but yeah. I'm just saying I'm still pissed off at Netflix. I don't have access to my household anymore. Oh, because of their stupid shit that they decided to pull. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> Anywho, who's Let's your who's your your fourth? My fourth. The good old Mr. Red Foreman from that oh, 70s show. Oh yeah. I as much as he comes off as a hard huh. ass, which he is, uh being on the older side too. I know we talked we talked a little bit about this, but I think I can I overlook this and I go he understands what he's trying to do. Um, yes. Now, yes, he overlooks his daughter, Lori, and for what she really is, I always think she's still a sweetheart, right? You know, playing a favorite well, yeah. of the eldest and being a daughter and being his daughter where he's like, I, I want to toughen Eric up a little bit, a bit here. Um, you know, I. That that can be frustrating coming from a parent. You want you want you should treat your kids this you know equally, um, but for the times that it was right, you know we're talking that '70s show, <laughs> for example, and it's it's a little different. You want your child, you want your son to be a, a tough kid like you, um, because of how you grew up uh, in your lifetime, being part of like the war or whatnot, um, keeping him that way. I he was still very. St- strict in a sense um but he was you know he still had a leash around his neck because of kitty i mean they still had their battles uh he would lose quite a bit uh, <laughs> in in the long run but he was still very to me he was still very open-hearted as he had his moments with each of eric's friends um and even again later on bringing hide in as or being more of a parent figure for Hyde, who never had his like parents around, basically. So um, that's why he's my number four, is because he's as much as he's a hard ass and always like a 
I put my foot up, or you want to know where my foot's going to be? Up your ass. Yep. He's still deep down a good father uh, with his strong morals, his beliefs that he wasn't necessarily trying to push them on people in a way, but he was still making sure that the kids had morals rather than just let something run away. Um, now, granted, they were always in his house or whatnot, but it was still one of those things where he still laid down the law when things went kind of wrong or he made sure that all of a sudden Eric or friends knew that here's your lesson. <laughs> Hopefully you learn from it now. Like getting yeah. caught with the kegger <laughs> or right. uh, going against parents' wishes by going somewhere and then needing to use them. Uh, using or like using Red and Kitty as an, a way to get back home. So just a couple things like that. That's why I put him at number four. Well, he he really does did care about Eric. He only oh, yeah. really wanted what was best for him. He didn't really empathize with him a lot, and he didn't. He really wanted Eric to be him. Damn, you know, making fun of his Star Wars obsession, making fun of a bunch of stuff with Eric, and mm -hmm. that's just because it wasn't what he liked. It wasn't what he was into. No, he was into the car. He wasn't super supportive. No, I agree, and that's I. Those are definitely some of the weaknesses as well. Um, not being very supportive, trying to put your son down, but yet he still cared in the long yes. in the long run. It's not like it. He was there, but he cared in the way that a lot of people nowadays would be offended by. Exactly. He he was a good representation of the time. Mm -hmm. That seventy show, you know the the post World War Two generation having a kid that grew up in the seventies that had to have been an intensely just confusing ass time. Yeah. So, no, it was a good. It was a good number four. Yeah, for sure. I have Dan Connor as my fourth. Thing from Do you know? Nope. Roseanne? Okay, yeah, I was looking at that and I'm like, mm, Dan Connor. Hmm, sounds familiar. Oh yeah. He was right. always he seemed to always be there for the kids, no matter what. He was a very hard worker did what he had to do for his family, even if it meant sacrificing something that he loved or wanted to do. He always made sure that they were taken care of. He was pretty brutally honest, mm -hmm. almost to a fault. But, uh, it and he, he developed and grew throughout the show as well. He had some redeeming qualities towards the end of the series where technically he died. No, spoiler necessary uh yeah. but con is that he had an anger problem and that was covered in many episodes where he got into fights he beat the shit out of somebody and he would often if someone were to come against his kids hurt his kids he would take it upon himself to beat the shit out of that person mm -hmm. so he went he kind of stepped over a big line i mean granted yeah he's he's in his eyes, he's doing something that he deems necessary, protecting his kids or defending his kids in such a sense. 
but he had gone above and beyond with the anger issues and maybe gone a little too far. Yeah, he went a little too far sometimes. Uh, He was not always supportive in letting the kids be who they wanted to be. Hmm. Uh, He was definitely like Red Foreman, where it was he wanted his kids to grow up like him and wasn't open to any sort of change or compromise. Uh, and then finally, he wasn't all super helpful around the house, obviously sparking up arguments with Roseanne about not helping as well as complaining about helping kids with their homework or helping with chores in general. Mm-hmm. You know, it was always his schedule and not anyone else's. Okay. Yeah. Oh, very interesting. Very interesting but number four for sure. But he, he was very iconic at the time uh in modern culture and having watched the series i can definitely see why and even roseanne i don't like her as a person but i think she did a damn good job with the show and she definitely changed my mind because <laughs> i didn't want to watch it at first because i was very annoyed by her voice and just the way she <laughs> acted but it but it changed working out pretty good there you go nice i like it I like it. All right. I think this one might take you by a little bit of a surprise. Okay. We know him. We love him. Mr. Matt LeBlanc as Mr. Adam Burns from Man with a Plan. I have not seen that. So basically what it is is uh, Man with a Plan. He's he's the working dad. Uh, his his wife Andy has been a stay at home mom for thirteen years. Uh, she wants to get back, uh, kind of like this whole start is she wants to get back in the workforce. He hasn't really been around uh as a parent, so that's kind of like a downside for him. Uh, in the first thirteen years of life, he's really kind of been off working for the family. Um, so he's like a construction. He owns his own construction business essentially. Uh, with his okay. brother. Um. So it's another another thing with the bro- sibling and the involved and whatnot. Um, however, he eventually starts taking on some parental responsibilities. Uh, and he always had in his eyes that his kids were so angelic like uh, they were all like, you know, goody goody. Uh, nothing was wrong because Andy was always there. Well, it turns out once he starts taking care of the kids, taking them to school, it's just not what his ideals were or what he had originally had um, a concept of. Uh, so he quickly learned uh, the hardships that he, he's now going to be going through. Um, I think he does a very good job, though. Uh, with him and Andy, they are very well and communicated, uh, communicative. Um, they do bicker, have their moments where they do um, as, you know, all, most couples do. <laughs> they try, They do poke fun at each other and doing it in such a loving way as well, um, really to teach the other a lesson. Um, the house does turn into, I mean, at one point they also use some some trickery on the kids. Uh, they, some, the kids are a bit older, uh, so sometimes oh. the kids catch on and whatnot. And, you know, the how, sometimes the house just, doesn't go the way and then all of a sudden the parents know how to trick the kids in doing 
what they should be doing. <laughs> or like, okay, here we're gonna be we're gonna be the like you and you can be like us. So here's what mom and dad do all all day long, like doing the dishes, you know, chore, those chores, right? All of a sudden the kids have an issue with it, uh, as mom and dad are being, you know, the way their kids behave and messy or whatnot and just causing havoc. And it's like, okay, we've, we've learned our lesson essentially. So they, so Adam Burns is always very, I would say very good at providing those types of life lessons when working together, uh, with Andy. Um, they still also provide the idea of being able to get away, having some alone time with each other. Um, they do become somewhat protective of their eldest daughter, uh, who's ended up getting like a boyfriend or whatnot. Uh, so m- maybe mismanaging it, not getting the op- or taking the opportunity to learn uh, about the boyfriend uh, per-, per se, uh, just kind of jumping the gun, thinking everything is going to go wrong. Um, or and sometimes they do become very nosy. Uh, but uh, I think it provides an idea of how parents can be in the modern time. Uh, or they still tend to be somewhat protective of their daughters, um, making sure that <laughs> something, you know, I don't know. I don't know what causes it. Why can't you be protective of your sons too? Um, hoping they're going to be smart, but you know, I think sometimes it's the daughters that are always going to be the smarter ones in the long run. Um, but sometimes you, you learn about the way they try to manipulate or, um, just learning about some of the real life issues. They do cover some big issues as well. Um, and throughout one of the times too, um, <laughs> they have a babysitter for the kids and the baby start babysitter starts hitting on Adam. Okay. Like checking them out, like having the thing for thing for him. Yeah. He, he catches on. He's like, she's looking at me, like giving me all the, you know, catching on and hitting on me, tries to tell his wife she does, she's not buying it. Like, nope, it's not possible that this babysitter is hitting on you when it's really she is like she's got a thing for dads. It's like, oh, my gosh, the real life scenario. <laughs> and it puts a you know, it, it shines light in a scary way, too. It's like. Is this something that can possibly happen? How did, how would this get handled? Right. How would I handle this? So that's why, you know, that's my number three. Um, I think they still do a very good job overall of handling those types of scenarios. Um, also still providing for the children, making sure that they, they learn their life lessons at such a good stage in life rather than maybe trying to throw it or, like here's how I lived growing up. It's not like they they don't even try to force uh their kids to be them by any means. They are they do try to provide those lessons to make sure the kids are actually growing up, um, knowing these lessons and how to handle them uh, appropriately. Nice. I'll have to check that show out. Sounds good. Yeah, I don't remember where it's on. I think I honestly, but I like it. I haven't finished it. It's been a while. I actually think it was on Netflix at one point. Okay. So my number three is Martin Crane. Martin Crane. From Frasier. 
one of the sitcoms I never got into. Martin Crane definitely was a very strong, supportive father with good values. And he gave his kids the freedom to be who they wanted to be. The, his kids, Frazier and Niles, ended up being more like their mother, the scientist, the fancy dancy opera, the fancy plays and all that other stuff, wine, food. Mm-hmm. And Martin just let them be. They, he didn't ever try to sway their thinking into his way or like you saying, no, that's not right. You can't do that. That's stupid. That's garbage. He might have expressed his dislike and he didn't want to be involved in any of that, but he never stopped them from wanting to do it or never stopped them from, you know, being who they wanted to be. Uh, he would always bend over backwards for his kids doing going out of his way just to help them out or make them or solve whatever problem they were going through. Hmm. And it was always really nice to kind of as I mean, I've seen this show all the way through probably seven or eight times. So it's always as I grow up and be a father, I always see the show in a different way where in college I was more leaning towards taking after Frasier or Niles that I liked fancier things and other, you know, other people my age were all about drinking and partying and all that stuff. And I was more of a, you know, enjoy good music and drink some fancy brandy or wine. You didn't make the connection until now. Right. And as I I watch it as I become a parent, I lean more towards watching martin how he interacted with his adult sons all the stories when fraser and niles were growing up and how he treated them and how you know he fraser and niles were never pressured to be something he just let them be and stood by them and supported them throughout that journey uh cons he was not affectionate as most jokes and sitcoms were back then you know the dad never said i loved you never hugged him yep kind of thing and uh, very judgmental. Uh, you know, he didn't like what the boys were doing sometimes with operas and fancy restaurants, and he made that clear. But he never, you know, put him down for it kind of thing. And, you know, he was kind of semi-racist, but again, that's part of the joke where he was in the, he was in Korea, and mm-hmm. it's, he was just a man of his time. Yep, so... Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting number. Hopefully someday you can check it out. (laughs) One of these days. One of these days. There's definitely sitcoms out there that just don't sit down and watch. Um, Just just because I find something else more entertaining at the time. Um, So, my number two. uh, The good old Mr. Tim Allen. Now, it's in in his most more recent... uh, show last man standing last all man right standing mr mike baxter um the reason i'm choosing this one is because it's more recent so there is a, there is a somewhat of a recency bias i think still tim allen is a very iconic person when it comes to his father figures within his tv shows like being uh tim and tim or uh, home improvement um mm-hmm. but i think in this one in a relation, you know, being Mike Baxter, he changes his scope of how maybe he is a parent. Um, 
I think he's still very, he very loving. Um, but he also, you can tell that he's still reserved about his kids' choices or the people that they, you know, the choices they have, the people they fall in love with or start seeing again or whatnot. Um, he's very opinionated. Uh, yeah. And, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, looking at that, he, he doesn't give people a chance sometimes. Um, as such, like Ryan, his, uh, eldest daughter's husband, they, they do butt heads. Right. But at the same time with them being very opinionated as well, they're butting heads, they're developing themselves, or it's just the clash they have about how they view the world. Um, and sometimes I think he does with that. It's one of his weaknesses. He tries to get too involved sometimes when he shouldn't be, especially when it, it comes to, yes, I get it. It's like his grandchild. It is his grandchild that he's, trying to be involved in but he's stepping over a, a line he shouldn't be because he's not yeah he's not responsible for raising his grandson that's his his daughter's job um so very i very strong-willed he's he's very strong-willed he wants to put people in their place um i think he's st- he still has very high morals at that point um all all in the sense he's again caring uh, and he shows it in that way. Um, now, granted, yeah. he does like to. I think he does come off a little racist towards some of his friends, but it's because of his friends group that he has, right? Uh, with Chuck, for example, that you know they do, po- they poke at each other quite a bit, or they all like him and Ed poke at each other quite a bit. Um, but that's just because that's how it was, or that's how it is with them and being very tight like that. Um, now, you know, he likes to put his middle daughter down or, I mean, he puts his, he puts, uh, Kristen down. He puts Mandy down, right? Quite a bit. Tells me, you know, basically he's calling Mandy stupid, not directly like that, but always calling her stupid, uh, trying to put, um, force his own opinions again onto her decisions. Uh, he challenges them in an unnecessary way. I, I like the idea that he does challenge his girls to think a bit or challenge people to think. Uh, but sometimes I think it's, again, crossing us a line when he shouldn't. Um, or, again, to that point of, like, when Mandy wants to open her own business, he tries to step in before she even asks for help. You just can't do that. you got to let them try to grow right. on their own sometimes, make those decisions. And then if they do need your help, then they can ask. But... You know, he does play favoritism to Eve a little bit just because Eve kind of, I think at that point, has grown to like the things he likes as well. Uh, That might be a little bit of him developing her in his way of his own, the way he wanted her to be. Um, But all in all, I think he's still, he's my number two because he's still got the ability to provide for his family. Um, he teaches them valuable lessons like when they all go out to the cabin or whatever to escape from the world that they are sucked in the, the world of technology 
just reminding them that nature is out there as well. You don't need technology all the time as much as we've become depend dependent on it. You yeah. Remember, you, you have to be somewhat independent too. So, I mean, he still provides those valuable life lessons. Um, I think he's still a very caring person uh, for uh, his daughter's spouses um, or significant others. Uh, but at the same time, he still needs to, he's, he, he's got to remember not to cross those lines. Right. So that, that's no, why he's good. my number two. I still say a very strong, iconic person at that point. Yeah, that's good. Number two. I like that. Number two for me, Philip Banks. <sighs> Mr. Banks. Uncle Phil. Mr. Banks. Uncle Phil. Fresh Prince. Pros right off the bat. Strong-willed. Get it? Strong-willed? Yep. (laughs) Knew you were going with that one. Good dad joke right there. (laughs) But no, he really sticks to his guns. Uh, He sets a good example for his kids. For sure. I mean, Jesus, he's a freaking judge. Uh, was he a lawyer before or whatever, but he became a judge? It's and, kind of how it uh, works. Yeah. So, I don't know. He was just a very strong character and a good uh, example for his kids. He was always helpful. He was supportive where it counts. Very hardworking, dedicated to his career. Uh, you know, examples of, you know, supportive where it counts is when, you know, I'll never forget the iconic episode. Everybody talks about it and you know, on YouTube, it seems like, but when Will's father ditches him and Philip Banks is there to take him in his arms and support Will through his, uh, very hard times at that point. I mean, that's very tear jerking episode. Uh, but he's cons super strict, not a lot of flexibility there. (laughs) Nope. Uh, not always open to new ideas. Uh, kind of like red Foreman, he has his ways and you follow those ways or you're getting in trouble. So, uh, I had mentioned that he treats his kids differently. Each one of them. You know, Hillary gets treated differently than Carlton. Carlton gets treated much differently than Ashley. Ashley, yeah, and Nikki, and then Will, too. But Natalie said, well, they are different ages, which is true. They are. They're all different ages, and you can't really treat Hillary like a child because she's an adult. Right. Yeah. So so I kind of scratched that off, but it's still very apparent. I mean, he's still Apparent. he's still very consistent with how he wanted to develop his children in that. Yes, in the way. So, number one, what do you got? <sighs> Hello, Mr. Bob Saget, Mr. Danny Tanner, from Full House. Yes, God, you and Natalie were on the same page with that one, but I have only seen maybe a total of four or five episodes of Full House in my life. Oh. So I have not had enough experience. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. So with Danny Tanner, he, for everybody that knows Full House, right, being a, a father of three girls, uh, you know, recently widowed, uh, due to 
an accident or his wife having an accident, um, trying to find out how he's going to raise three little girls, uh, all slightly different ages. I mean, you've got DJ and Stephanie kind of in the in school age, and then you've got Michelle, who's essentially an infant toddler uh, and growing up. Um, he's very work. He works very hard to build his relationship with his daughters, making sure they're being provided for, um, not knowing really what to expect with them. Uh, but when something goes wrong, they always have those very heart felt conversations and those valuable lessons that come through. And the nice thing is, too, he's not doing this alone. He's got basically his brothers, uh, you know, Jesse and... Uh, oh, my God. Joey. Jesse and Joey. Yes, Jess. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, they're they're there and helping him out. And they're all on the same page. So very, you know, very much kudos. It's kind of like a group effort, right, to raise three little girls uh, all living in one house, one very small. I won't say small, but it, it's in San Francisco. So the houses are very tight. Um, as much as it's a, a weakness, the only thing I can think of as a weakness here for him is him being a like a germaphobe. Or, things aren't maybe not so much a germaphobe, but the cleanliness yeah that was really the biggest downfall but that's just kind of part of the character himself um i think sometimes the de- or some another weakness could be not being able to take care of the situation right there and then um yeah usually you don't get the life lesson until <laughs> essentially the end of it uh once you're able to learn what's truly going on um, but he's still very open. Uh, it took him a while to be there for like DJ's friend as well. Uh, again, everybody started just coming in to the house and I mean, I love their motto. Like you hear when they knock or ring on the doorbell and then the motto is it's always open. So the family is very open to having people just walk like their friends or other family members just walk in. Um, so they're very welcoming at that point too. And it's very strong. And I, I just love, love full house. I love Danny Tanner, you know, thank you, Bob Saget for all your time. Uh, may you rest in peace. Um, but overall, that's why he's, he's a very strong family man, uh, making sure that everybody is being raised, uh, or his girls are being raised and really essentially able to do better than he has done. So kind of focusing yeah. on what a parent should do is always make sure that the your child is better off uh, or learning from you, but also at the same time able to uh, be better than what you are today, I guess. Not saying you're a terrible person or there he's ever a terrible person, but my goal is to make sure my children are better than what I am. Yeah. Hit me with your number one. Tim Taylor. Tim Taylor. Tim Taylor. Tim Taylor. Why does that sound familiar, but I can't think of it? Home Improvement. Oh, there you go. Oh, my gosh. There we go. We did talk about it a little bit before, but I forgot his last name was Taylor. Yep. Already. So, Tim Allen, Tim Taylor, whatever. Yep. God. Uh, Probably... 
top three sitcoms of all time for me is Home Improvement. Uh, and it's such a good example, too, of, of how a, a family maybe shouldn't, you know, should work, but also should grow. Uh, right. He was very supportive when it counted. Uh, good morals, set a decent, decent example for his kids. Uh, helpful, funny, learns and grows throughout the show. Uh, his character definitely doesn't get stupider as it goes on. Uh, he definitely gets, he learns from his mistakes for sure. Uh, prime example in my head right now, uh, and this is also part of my con, is where he's super judgmental. When uh, his eldest son, Brad, gets a haircut that he doesn't agree with, he fucking shuts him out. Like, he just ignores mm, him and stops him. talking to him. Right, and just just shun. Like, seriously? And then it finally throughout the episode, he kind of warms up to it and whatever. But that's that's a real con for me. Like, I would never do that to my kids. I would never shun them for getting a, for getting a haircut I don't agree with. If, that, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. And maybe because I saw that episode so early on in my, you know, I think it was in college when I first started watching mm-hmm. that show over and over again. Maybe because I learned from that. Like I saw the pain that Brad went through, and I saw the the conflict that that happened because of that. That I learned from that, because yeah. had I not known, had I not had that experience, maybe I would have. But you never know. So he's a little bit sexist when it comes to duties around the house, as well as a woman should work versus not work kind of thing. Also, part uh, of the time, he, the time, that... right very much agree with that uh very clumsy obviously and dangerous when he's doing his home improvements yes (laughs) and you know it's it's funny though because we talk about you talked about home improvement with tim taylor being number one uh by all means i would probably agree um i had thought about putting him or using tim allen as tim taylor at that point too um but i just figured danny tanner was so much better um for for that point but hey i mean these are opinions right yeah you know it was just funny because i'm like oh god he played such an iconic he was an iconic dad in both as mike baxter and tim taylor it was just very hard to decide but um mike baxter won out because of the recency bias at that point um and then you think of it this way too he's handling three boys in home improvement whereas he's handling three girls not saying one's better than the other but i think it's just the way he handles it differently um i mean i think maybe both parent figures were played somewhat similarly where he may have shunned out uh his daughters a little bit or basically kind of reacted differently or maybe somewhat similar in in regards to the times right Calling calling your daughter stupid, that's not exactly acceptable. Calling somebody stu- your child stupid, just not really acceptable. Shunning your child out because you don't agree with the haircut they got. That's kind of a sad thing. Um Yeah. But, you know. But I I love the communication that you know, even in Last Man Standing, he had good communication with his kids. Oh yeah. And home improvement, he had good communication in the end of the episode but he still was able to sit down and talk to them like mm-hmm. adults. Now, maybe that's because the kids were a little bit older than what I'm used to now, but I still right. w- just, 
admire him for the way and again it's a tv show it's writers it's Mm -hmm. a kid acting it's not an actual situation but still i can dream (laughs) i think the writers still portray very good and accurate scenarios and covering those like lessons as well so by all means i mean kudos to the writers for making these parents the way they are uh, no, but, yeah. you know, I say kudos to like Tim Allen, uh, kudos to Bob Saget and everybody that plays these parents or these fathers, uh, you bring these characters to life and I, they do a very damn good job of it too. So, but yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> you've already had some jokes in there tonight, <laughs> but Hey, let's talk some dad jokes. Send this off with a bang here. How, how about that? Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) So in in relations to some dad jokes, uh, uh, and I won't say much of Father's Day here, but um, just the top, you know, kind of a dad joke here. Um, How did Darth Vader know what Luke got him for Christmas? He sensed it with the Force. He felt his presence. Ah, yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. Uh, to whoever stole my copy of Microsoft, I will, f- I will find you. You have my word. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Atheism is a non-profit organization. Okay. Oh, got it. Yep. <laughs> yep. There we go. The wheels. Yep. The wheels had to turn a little bit. Did you know the ground or the shovel was a groundbreaking invention? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Does anyone need an arc? I know a guy. All right. I'm going to sign off. <laughs> there. I got Jared to shame. The first threatened to sign off because it's so bad. <laughs> nope. Those are some of the dad jokes, though, so I'm I'm good. I got my goal in for the night. I know a Got him to be shameful of some of the jokes or just like, oh, my God. But, yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much. Hopefully, you enjoy the Mount Rushmore's of TV dads here. Uh, again, we will, you know, again, we appreciate you coming, listening, uh, whichever social media you listen to it on or however you get a hold of us. Uh, we're on Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, uh, TikTok as well. Um, but again, we appreciate it. Jared, I appreciate your time here as being an amazing host as well. Uh, thank you for your wonderful time and your sharing of wonderful Mount Rushmore TV dads. Without further ado, guys, see you next week.